All right, so we're back. Um, yeah, what do you think of the first show? Did you listen to it? I um, I did have a listen to it, and overall, I thought it was pretty good. My mum yeah. also listened to it. Oh, did she? Yeah, she liked it. She she did ask you to stop swearing a bit. <laughs> I actually thought that's funny because I thought the same thing when I was listening to it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a little bit uncouth of me. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was a nice, tender boy, privately educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your mum wants me to cut down on the swearing. Yeah, fuck you, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a few other people listened to it. To my surprise, so a lot of people listening, and obviously the people who listened to the first, surprisingly more than one. Yeah, um, well, definitely. Will know that we didn't opt for that final um well private showing or emailing out to people we we actually did go for the um the soundcloud and public so open to anyone yeah Which, we, we we're going to be like if you're listening to this now you managed to download tor and you're on the <laughs> deepest darkest circle <laughs> yeah, of the exactly. web and get ready for some <laughs> real deep conspiracy theories <laughs> but no um I don't know. So yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I think we just backflipped on it. I think end, end result was we're pretty happy with it and thought. I overall the listening experience should be easy and shouldn't be a task. And in that sense, having an easily accessible um, podcast on SoundCloud just seemed like the best way to go. Oh, it looks good. Looks good too. We got a little homepage. Yeah, yeah. And you've done. You've done it again. Where it's like. No, Mike was pretty lazy. So, well, he did about 10 times as much work as I did. So <laughs> I don't know what that says. And but. I think we're even as well financially now as well. Didn't realise that. Exactly. <laughs> like just so the people know the records show. It's just, yeah, I got it on record. I think this, I think you still owe me about 10 bucks. <laughs> Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it square. Um, uh, it was interesting though, because I, I think 12 people listened to it. I know. Do they? <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to believe one person in the Philippines. <laughs> Someone in the Philippines, and then I think some other country. Let's give that guy a shout out right now. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, listening in the Philippines, um, can I just you. say I don't even know what to there say. There mustn't be much to do in the Philippines, <laughs> really. But um, yeah, that was interesting. I had a good friend of ours, Tom, Tom Payton, shared mate. He oh. had to listen to it as well, and um, he listened to ninety percent. He said so, ninety percent. Thank you. But he gave me some comments, so I think... Oh, it's a feedback. Yeah, I actually wrote it down somewhere, I think. You just stitch him up on air. Oh, well, I thought so. Well, I mean, I mean it's like, only him and a couple other blokes listening, so it's, 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 it's like, pretty fair. But surely, if you, if you sort of listen to the first one, you know that it's pretty dangerous territory commenting. Like, it's, once again, no right of reply. I'm very glad that we did opt for the the equipment that only has two mics. <laughs> <laughs> so we can just never be a guest. We get, honestly, sorry, mate. Long story short, he said that... um. I think we were just chatting about bullshit too much. <laughs> I, I think he's missed the point. I there. think he missed the point. Uh, um, so also, what, a bit of reach to... from coming to someone from someone who's you know conversation <laughs> consists of eighty percent small talk. So did he want a bit more of a structured sort of I, setup? I, I, a well-researched, well-oiled. <laughs> You've come <laughs> yeah, to the wrong, the wrong place. place. I mean, look, I'm sure there's other places in the dark web you can find that sort of thing. But it's not us. Mum mentioned a similar thing as well. Yeah. You know, it's maybe. A bit more discussion. Did you explain that we're just trying to hit that big target market in the Philippines? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they love over there. <laughs> they love it. It's gone viral. <laughs> it's only one computer there and gone gangbusters. It's been a whole hour on this show. Oh, man. Crazy stuff. What's the population of the Philippines? Honestly, uh, this is... <laughs> I'm going to have a swing at it now. Let's just go off the cuff. I'm going to say between... 12 million. I'll say 50. 50 million? More than Australia. I feel Twice like, as much. I feel like manufacturing is 
I don't know. <laughs> you pick up every second, kids. every second happy toy, happy meal toy you get. It. I almost went to the Philippines not too long ago, and it's pretty small. I mean, I never actually went there, but I do remember <laughs> do we were going to sail there, and I remember looking at the map and thinking, "Gee, yeah, it's a pretty small place." Wait, did you go there or not? No, we didn't. So you said you did. No, no, I said we almost did. <laughs> oh, yeah, once again, almost did. And so you got to feel for the population. <laughs> Just Sans, I feel like if you're almost going to go somewhere, you're going to do a bit of research. You're going to get a somewhat of a feel for it. Um, I don't know. Long story short, I reckon I'm... I think 12 million is probably a closer bet. Hmm. So long, long story short, some people out there want more structure. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I'm not going to give it to them. No, we, no, we <coughs> certainly won't. I think I, like, I appreciate that. Appreciate you listening to it, first of all. Do I appreciate your input? Yeah, somewhat. I guess. <laughs> Is it going to do anything? I mean, we're two proud guys here. I don't mm, think we're we going to backtrack. It's not like we're going to be like, oh, the people said we want this. This is the whole reason we didn't want to go on SoundCloud in the first place or Spotify or any of that bullshit. Because we didn't... We don't want input. We, we, Honestly, yeah. I'm like, the one view from from the Philippines is now, you know, back in my head, like, should we learn Filipino? <laughs> should we speak the language? Is that the language that they speak Fuck, there? I really hope so. <laughs> We've offended this one guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's looking back and he's like, Jesus, you guys. Oh, well, once again, we gave it a crack. Yeah, well. We touched it, dipped our toes in the market. but No, but I, I kind of get what he's saying about, like, to an extent, we do want to be immune from influence, almost. Certainly. Like. I, I think it's like that story you mentioned the other day about the kid who was a piano prodigy but they never want him to hear uh, yeah, the yeah. great names yeah. the Mozarts the Beethoven so he wouldn't be influenced by them they wanted yeah. something purely authentic and then if, yeah. you know, I think the story goes he listened to some Bach and they killed him afterwards because he was yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's not pure anymore yeah. in I've, a sense I mean this is what we're trying to do I, I haven't listened to a podcast and with the exception of our one it's the only one I'm probably going to listen to to try keep this a pure form yeah well like we've, we've spoken before about outsider art like because I mean some people are like oh you can't really contribute to art like, you, you can't contribute to, say, painting unless you have a really deep understanding of, like, the progression of painting, how yeah. we started at, like, little <clears throat> pictorial representations and moved to something that looks real and then moved, like, almost past that to something that's almost more real than real. It's more yeah, about so how it feels. But then we're like, well, like, if that's the case, like, you kind of can't break from the trajectory. It's like you can you can only kind of add to... Like what's what's come before? You can't you, you, delete. You can't, yeah, the well, you can't. Thousands you can't com- of years of artistic history that you sort of you've programmed into yourself. Yeah, in a sense, you've always seen all these steps. You've seen. You've. I mean, you start as a kid doing little stick figures, and you move on. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. I see what you mean. It is hard to break free from that mold. Completely. I, like I, I can't think of too many guys in many fields who have just been like, I'm just gonna. True graphics, essentially. Yeah, I think there was a kid in India. Who like only had access to a couple of textbooks. It's like this Indian prodigy around like probably nineteen hundreds. And how many people do we think live in India? <laughs> Quite a few, I think how were, many listeners have we got there? That'd be a good little market. Surely uh, a billion at least. I say we just offend everyone in India right now. <laughs> yeah. No, so anyway, this guy like with like one textbook, he like pretty much derived all of maths. He was like, oh like, cause you know how you need proofs to prove mm-hmm. other proofs. He like you kind of build on results. He was like, Oh well I don't have this result in this textbook. So okay. I'll have to prove it and then like prove other things with it. Gee, you wonder what's the motivation? Do you think he just, I don't know, you tell me, is he enjoying it? Must be. You have to be. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, you could argue that behind every child prodigy is a, 
a parent with a dream as well, pushing him forward. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was before those days. It was before oh, this those is days. old school. Well, it was like 18, 18, like oh, late 1800s to 1900s. That's where it's well, like. He, oh, it's kind of like. 1800s. <laughs> it's kind of like. It's all blur. <laughs> it's kind of like he invented it, but it had already been invented. But he didn't know, so I mean. Good on him. Mate, for all intents and purposes, I guess he did invent it. Yeah. Mm. Because given, like, I mean, theoretically, given infinite time, pretty much any individual should be able to derive everything that we've got on Earth. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if you can be fucked. <laughs> if that's what that's you want to do, man, you do it. I'm just going to stick to podcasts. <laughs> that's it. If I, like, isn't that a, it's like a, what's the paradox called? Like, the, oh, fuck it. Tristram Shandy paradox or some shit? I'm just going to get this so wrong. I don't, give a, it right. I don't give a shit. It's a beauty the of point it. is, if you have infinite time, you just get nothing done. Mm. Like, you think the opposite's going to be true? You'd be like, yeah, hey, I'll just get, it, get infinity just things done. Just more time to waste. <laughs> Seriously, you look 100%. back at your infinite lifetime and you're like, oh, oh, fucking I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm. Where you coming from? Speaking of doing stuff tomorrow, I've been thinking about something that I touched on in the last podcast mm. briefly, and I mentioned it afterwards as well, that, yeah, I really want to do another dinner party. Yeah. Definitely. No two ways about it. And this time, <clears throat> I think we blow it out of the park. We go... What did you do the last time? You pretty much blew it out of the park anyway. You... Once again, I think that's sort of like, considering people of our age, sort of 22 years old or whatever, yeah. their experience of dinner parties... Mm, is pretty yeah, slim. Yeah. It might be occasionally walking down on a Saturday or Friday night, seeing the parents having a dinner party and then mm. getting, you know, go eat your fish and chips in the living room sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that or, was way too specific to be <laughs> yeah, not true. No, I've never experienced that. <laughs> or, um, or you've been to my ones. That's it. That's the only experience you've got. Yeah. yeah in okay. a sense, though, yeah, but okay. I think well, the, perhaps, the... perhaps it's me wanting to blow it out of the park. If I did the same thing as last time, would I be happy with it? Probably not. No. I'm just doing this. I'm getting lazy. Much like, yeah, I mean, so what I'm saying is, long story short, yeah, let's go all out. Let's plan this to an inch of its life. So you, you want to do this as a joint venture, because just, we'll just get it on the record that we, did, so. we discussed it, the first one being a joint venture. It never happened. And <laughs> yeah, we should do that. I was no. just far too lazy, and Michael just went ahead and did it. Honestly, this whole idea that I'm the lazy one. Like, I mean... I mean, you'd be the judge, guys. It's obvious, yeah, it's obviously the case of the unreliable. <laughs> I already know in the Philippines. They've got posters of me and you, and under <laughs> you is lazy, and under me, it's the king. Oh, I want to get to the bottom of this. I'm pretty sure it's just a SoundCloud employee who, like, is forced He's to listen forced to a podcast. To listen. Essentially, <laughs> again, it's a human rights abuse. <laughs> this guy just is sit there and listen to this shit. Oh. But um, I thought... Oh, wait, can I say one thing that I did enjoy from the podcast, like, as I was listening to it? So, I listened to the first <laughs> think, one. Oh, yeah. And that's the, I think that's the only one I'll listen to. Strong. I think it inhibits you a bit, and we're kind of talking about the art being pure. Once you're kind of self-conscious, like, oh, that's Fair what enough. I sound like. Yeah, so, like, I listened to it to make sure it was, like, not hate speech and not completely <laughs> terrible, and I was like, oh, I'm well satisfied on both fronts yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, like, how we just gave, like, a lot of the times, we just gave no context to, like, anecdotes yeah, or, I realize that. or situations. We just, like, offhandedly kind of mentioned, like, shit that happened. But, uh, do the people need to know? They'll uh, figure it <laughs> out. Again, is you this podcast for the people? It's kind of just for us. It's yeah. a self-indulgent venture. We've talked about this. It's what it is. Yeah, it is um, what it is. So, yeah, going back to that whole idea of a, a joint venture. Yeah, let's mm. make it a joint venture, I think. Let's just lock that in now. <clears throat> and I think I want to do it a bit more. I mean, we talked at the end <clears throat> of our show, actually, about... Um, sort of how you show, I mean, I do a bit of photography, I really enjoy that, and I guess we're talking about, well, how do you show something to have the greatest effect on people? 
mm-hmm. in a gallery. I mean, you talked about, yeah, I just asked the person <laughs> there, 45 minutes yeah. in front of it. I'm not too sure what the answer is. So I'm thinking, let's bring something of that, you know, some of that in. Maybe this is an opportunity as well to show other stuff. Whether it be photography, I mean, we even briefly talked oh, yeah, after yeah, my yeah. sister's yeah. 21st, yeah. which was about a week ago, where I yep. did a speech and we talked about how much I enjoyed giving a speech. Mm. You love it. I love and it. And you're good at it. Oh, I appreciate it's, it. The people love it. <laughs> yeah, I do like to think that the people love it. Um, actually, oh, it's oh, my dad f- calling. It's in the United States as well. It's like, do I pick up an answer? Plug the phone in. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I sort of could. Look, I'll just... No, it's, it's Another fun. overseas listener. That could be huge. I'll send him a text message. Send him later. <laughs> anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, the 21st. The mo- the speech. It, it really was. Yeah, as you said, I really enjoyed it. I'd like to think that other people enjoyed it. Who am I kidding? They enjoyed it. And afterwards, we, we talked about how come this isn't something you can do more often. Coming together, put something together, some well-structured thoughts, and give it to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I like that idea. I mean, back in the day, I mean, to be honest, I've, I can't remember really watching much of Dead Poets Society, but I'm pretty sure that's the sort of thing they did, like, caught up together and read poetry and shit like that. Yeah, almost present their ideas to the group. Yeah, exactly. Presenting your ideas to the group. Well, what's, a, what's a conversation anyway? Like, fucking broach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's in reference to yeah. the Kanye West track. Yeah, Which one in, is it, Alex? Uh, gorgeous. Where he goes, yeah. what's a black beetle anyway? A fucking roach. Yeah. And so now when we start a theory, like a rhetorical question, we just say a fucking roach. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the time it doesn't fit. And I mean, kind of makes it better. Really? And he fucking calls me to cook my train of thought. Oh no, like a conversation anyway, is just mm. like exposing yourself to the inner machinations of someone's mind. So I think it's pretty, like, it's not that far of a step to be like, yeah, I'd like to hear someone speak uninterrupted for five minutes about something they care about. Definitely. And if you've got a whole table full of people doing that, I'm like, eh, that could be a good evening. Yeah, I think so. I think almost... <clears throat> Why don't, well, that leads me to the idea of why don't we have this dinner party as you come, but everything in a sense is, well, maybe the whole dinner party is a journey and we take them through that journey. So whether it be like, we <laughs> as actually in, talk, As in we move locations. You actually would be for yeah, we're moving locations. Yeah. So, but, but in essence, like, you know, food comes out and it's really talking in depth, in a sense, over-intellectualizing every little thing that happens. It's almost like a storyteller's night. Exactly. That's the thing. And everyone has to bring a story. story. And I mean, people are like, bring a bottle of wine. No, fuck that. Bring a story. Yeah, in a sense. Except I don't want to hear other people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do it as a live podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we will. <laughs> That's a shit idea. But no, you see what I mean? Look, I've, it's a bit of a rambles, but it's like, yeah, each step has got another thing to talk yeah. about. Something yeah. to explain, whether that's explained with words or the food itself. I think there's something to it. Yeah, so when when we spoke last time, like the first one, we wanted to go for a theme. Initially, the theme was going to be, like I had that idea of like, oh, it'll be like in a book. It'll be like food from books, but that that's kind of, it's kind of too hard and it's too much... It's hard to like make a cohesive evening of that. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, just random dishes. I agree, and in a sense, it's not as fun because I feel like most of the work's been done, as far as the story behind it goes. Unless you really yeah. are almost like a playlist, like putting other people's work together mm. to create a new story. Yeah. Well, what was the theme of the first one? Then in the end, it was I guess it was sort of Middle Eastern. It was somewhat Middle Eastern. I had that book from Yotamendi, I think it was. I don't know. Yotamalangi. Yeah, that's the one. Yotamendi. Who's that? Maybe he's uh, a footballer. I mean, he give the shit. <laughs> Either way, I've got the book. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and you read it, so... Got, yeah. Well... Mostly. <laughs> but yeah, I think it certainly was Middle Eastern. And I, but I think... Um, 
Yeah, take to another step. I mean, that's sort of a theme based on an area. Like, yeah, yeah. Food from the area, but I, was, I mean, I was trying down some ideas last night, and I was like, "All right, here, here are my themes. Like, we could have movie or book scenes. We've already talked about that, but mm. I guess the added dimension is like a multimedia element to it. It's mm. like you eat the dish, and then we all have to look up and watch the screen, watch the cubes. Yeah, yeah. Stanley Kubrick. Did. Or we, or we all have to like listen to the track mm. or something. But then I was like, eh. with a Hessian sack over your head. It's <laughs> like real fucking hectic stuff. I mean, yeah, like it. like sort of Heston Blumenthal sort of stuff where it's like instructs you how to... Well, that's the thing. I mean, yes, I mean, last night I was always having to think about this before I went to mm. bed. And it's yeah, like, yeah. well, who, in a sense, like who inspires these sort of thoughts of like how to take people on a, on a real dinner party experience? I mean, Heston Blumenthal will have to be number one. Mm. Yeah. He's sort of, he's done heaps of different shows on how to do it. But the great thing, I think, I mean, he's inspired by by books and stories and shit like that but he really does tell it in his own way that's what I appreciate so yeah. ma- instead of like literally taking things from, from movies or books yeah it's he, he takes he take, it. yeah exactly right. it's the like essence. instead of taking the you know like the actual recipe being like a, like does it matter that it's like jam and cream it's like uh, kind of again it's like what we're talking about with art it's like it's more real than real because it's it's just cuts straight to how it makes you feel yeah in essence it's like perhaps you don't want to actually just give them the food you want to try and make them replicate the how, feeling. The feeling of eating yeah. in that situation. Yeah, I get you. So, you know, trying to think of some, some examples, but who knows. I mean, if you're playing along at home, you can just imagine your own examples. No, oh, well, well played. That's pretty easy, isn't it? Mm. So, my other idea was element-themed. Like, you know, like water. Like, we do like a water-themed dinner party, mm. and it's all like... Mercury. Eternal life. Honestly, I just know it. Huh? Mercury. It's the key to eternal life. That's not to be too, trust me, guys. Um, because I was watching Food Safari Water last night oh, yeah. with Mavo Mira, and it's so this series is about like the bounties of the sea, mm. and I'm like, eh, that's pretty cool. Um, the other idea, region themed. Um, yeah, that's kind of what we've done already. Now here's so I've got the I've got the basic ideas out of the way. I th- here are the here are the more interesting ones. The two left. I like the idea of subversion, like you just subvert oh. people's expectations, <clears throat> like you just serve whack shit. Yeah, I think I sort of like that idea. Like, you serve a banana, but at the table, you, like, discard the banana and make people eat the peel. Oh, love it. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's just like, because people are just like, yeah, like, because every now and then, like, when, it's like, you, like, eat prawn heads or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I've just been conditioned that you can't eat the head. You throw the head away. Yeah, who's to say we can't <laughs> eat the peel? And then, yeah, and then you start chomping on it, and you're like, well, I digested it. If you sit down at the table with 20 people right. and, and five people just without hesitation start eating the peel everyone will do it I'm almost convinced they would yeah yeah well, <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like a psychological experiment I mean mm. we, we won't no. like we won't like not tell people what do you mean like we won't try to trick them into eating or peer pressure them into eating banana peel <laughs> yeah. but like just like four weeks of mental conditioning to make them <laughs> malleable enough to eat this banana peel like Stanford prison experiment style thing just yeah, really break exactly. them down and like maybe just stuff like yeah, we serve up, we serve up fish, and like, oh, that's a good fillet of fish, and we just like cut the head off and throw the body away, <laughs> and people are like, like, what are you doing? And you're like, but it's it's kind of a comment on social expectations and social conditioning, but also a comment on how we do actually treat food, mm. like, because at the moment people are like, oh, you just throw that part away, like, why? Nah, just because I kind of do. Like, yeah, I like appreciate the waste. It's like you actually, you're a bit upset that you're throwing away the fillet. Now you just got the head. But yeah. it's like you don't give a shit when the head's thrown away sort of a thing. Yeah, so yeah. learn to appreciate that 
these other parts not only have value because you know you cook the head in yeah, a way that's delicious it. yeah that's like what we're trying to do not just give them a raw head <laughs> but also appreciate that what's missing it's like oh wow like we throw away so much stuff it's an interesting point yeah. you wore a waste it's going yeah yeah we could get someone on the podcast <laughs> good once again two microphones <laughs> I love how we painted ourselves into that corner yeah exactly we, the guy at the store was like look if you ever want uh, more people on and we're like Honestly, I don't really think that's something. Honestly, we'll probably want less eventually. Eventually, this podcast will just either be you or me, or the one single personality that we that we inhabit. Yeah. Um, So I'll. uh, Okay. Yeah. No. So we just (coughs) it stopped recording for a second. But uh, so we just we'll just pick it up wherever we were. Which honestly, I'm not really sure. I think we're talking about dinner parties. Context is irrelevant. Yeah, dinner parties. We we said the thing about forcing people to eat banana peels. Yeah, that was well said, well documented. Now, I wanted to move back to... I like where you're coming from. This is good because I think you're looking at it a different way than I was. I was sort of looking at who, who's done this sort of stuff before, who's sort of in that, that territory of things I'd like to replicate or draw things from. Mm. Um, Heston Blumenthal, as obviously mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, I just forgot his name. Is, um, he, when we went, to, we went to Tasmania together um, a couple of months ago, yep. um, during that time, this food guy died. He did, did that show yeah, yeah. no reservations. Um, uh, I've got a, I've got a, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. <clears throat> now, not so much that he really puts on shows. It does a whole lot of cooking, um, but more so the fact, like, just the raw nature of it. The raw, you, the raw. I've never raw seen na- any of his shows. Oh, so. really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, this is maybe I'll try to explain it to you. Yep. Like, <clears throat> I mean, he's shown no reservations. He just travels the world and just sort of eats stuff. Really. And just gets the crux of it in a sense um, and tries not to let his understanding of food from what is a pretty professional background, yeah. you know, running his own restaurants in New York, yep. get in the way. And he shares that experience with others. And he's a bit of a don't give a fuck sort of a guy. Yeah, and in okay. a sense, he's got some, well, he, he's got, he had some obvious demons. I mean, he ended up killing himself. Yeah. But um, I like that idea of, of embracing things and essentially intellectualizing them as well. Yeah, just like it's it's all about because yeah, it's it's about the mindset exactly. And I think when I looked at that, I was like, yeah, that's a sort of. I think I want to take a bit of that mindset and put yeah. that into this um, this this dinner party. Yeah, because I think in particular when you host a dinner party, you really want people to buy into it. Like for, I, sure. I, for the first one, I think you almost insisted on a dress code. Yeah. Did you in the end? I think like again, I think that's a good call because I mean, if if you kind of don't like force it to to kind of elevate it. I think people like our age would just kind of be like, ah, we're just going out for dinner. It's like, no, like, you don't understand. Yeah, Michael, Michael spent hundreds of dollars on this. And he's put like days of work in. So that's just... Certainly. We're trying, we're trying to do something again. It's like, we're trying to do something at a higher level. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's elevate it. Let's elevate the discussion. And it's funny because I feel like almost at this age, you almost want to do the opposite. It's like, oh, just make it really casual and relaxing. Like, don't worry. It's not a big deal. Yeah, like yeah, come you want to downplay just, everything. Yeah, yeah. downplay everything because that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's like, it's like don't like anything, just be ironic about everything. Yeah, take the piss out of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's I think like that's one thing I like about a dress code. It's like straight off the bat, you know that I'm somewhat serious about what I'm putting on here. I yeah. do want you to dress nicely. Yep. Because I want you to show me the respect from a very rudimentary level that this dinner party deserves, and quite frankly, no, I deserve. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I mean, even aside from showing you the respect, showing showing the event the respect, showing the other people the respect. Yeah. It's all about the respect. Yeah, I like that, and we talk about a respect a lot. Mm. I think. Oh, sorry. 
going? No, I'm done. Respect, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I was going to say, with the first one, you were tossing up like Facebook invites or like actual cardboard invites. And we went Facebook, well, you went Facebook invites. Mm. I think we had a time again. You probably go actual invites. Yeah, Honestly, I think so as well. Just get on a rant here. Facebook invites, actually the worst thing ever. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I don't know. People, I think to an extent it brings out the worst in people. I mean, the worst thing that happened was that maybe button. That's tragic. You can either come or you can't. Don't, yeah. like, don't, if you click the maybe button, the button may as well say, I'm just waiting for a better offer mm. and I'll come to this if I don't get a better offer. Yeah. I'm always under the impression that, like it in now, send out invites. Via the podcast. <laughs> Go in the oh, honestly, to be honest, up. anyone who listens to the podcast, Philippines or wherever, <laughs> is welcome to come. Is welcome to come. I feel like if you're listening to this and you think, I'd like to come to that. <laughs> that's real dicey. It's like, I can't argue with that. I feel like that's a fair enough call. You sort of know what you're going to get. You might be eating banana that's, peels. That's, <laughs> that's huge. That's bold. Um, there aren't many people listening to it. Mum might want to come back. <laughs> yeah, can I come, Michael? Yeah, we I might guess. come back to this one. In the first podcast, when I listened back to it, you uh, you mentioned Racecourse Road, and I was like, mm, I'd prefer if you didn't give away our location, to be honest. Yeah. We're not even called Michael and Alex. We're actually... I'm actually geotagging live <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I can go back and edit it, I guess. But... No, no. Back to that thing, though. I think sending out invites with, honestly, a return postage thing. <laughs> RSVP because I was I like, like give me a call show me a text once again no nah. I'll get around to that later nope. it's like oh return postage he's paid for it and everything I mean exactly what's, right. what's a stamp anyway a 50 fucking cents right. <laughs> yeah it's a fucking right it costs nothing yeah yeah well no I, no I actually like the idea of that no no you send it's like you send it in an envelope where it's like with an envelope that says like reply paid yeah so all they have to do is just put it in the put it in the box yeah I like that idea can, I, can we go back to themes like the actual themes of the party yeah, yeah I mean, like, from, let's go from subversion, I also like um, what I called underutilized or peasant food. Mm. Food that hasn't been eaten in... I like that as well. I mean, there's a bit of this coming back, I feel like, in it's food culture at the moment, wouldn't you think? I mean, for example, things like lamb shanks are quite expensive. You know, they used to be yeah. peasant food. I mean, I mentioned before, um, in Western Australia, like lobster itself used to be the ultimate peasant food. This is, you know, dating back 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. Just because there was so much of it and didn't really have any bougie connotation to it. <laughs> I, mean, so, I feel like we probably need to fact check this one, but I've, I've kind of heard... Oh, it's true. I've, 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 <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm, I'm reading, a, what's it called? Cloud Street. Yeah. Taking that as a factual book. <laughs> <laughs> but also my grandparents, um, one of my grandparents lived in WA his whole life up until yeah. I think he was well, 22 or something. Yeah. He's, he told me, it's like, yeah, honestly, exactly. every Friday, grab a couple of craze because it's cheap on your way home and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, seafood, seafood traditionally has is, is been like widely available and pretty much like the cheaper thing to eat, like mm. seafood versus red meat. Mm. And whereas now, just because of availability, we figured out how to farm on a huge scale and mm. it's like, we didn't, we didn't get that much better at catching fish mm. comparatively to how much better we got at farming. So now red meat's really easily available and seafood's kind of expensive I mean, so I think what I was I mean like where do we draw the I mean what is what are we going to sort of classify as peasant food I mean I think I think we combine these two elements of subversion and underutilized thing it's basically it's like this evening is not what you're expecting I'll be honest I feel like that's a common theme <laughs> to make a nice dish out of peasant food I mean like, everyone does it it's bit, well, in a sense like I don't know like no disrespect I appreciate it but I'm not exactly sure it's, it's, if it's groundbreaking 
like I'm, I'm not thinking like I'm not thinking like lamb shank or like pork belly or like because pork belly used to be cheap and now it's kind mm. of been reinvented or like uh, chuck steak. I'm thinking like prickly pears. I mean, like we serve we serve worms. <laughs> that's, that's a thing like people okay people so I'll like take back my there. disrespect there because <laughs> I reckon we just really I reckon we go out and shoot some rabbits I sort of like that hunter gatherer we yeah it's another angle we could take like it's like everything that we've got here we've prepared ourselves like the only issue now is when you have 20 people with food poisoning we've got <laughs> and lead poisoning as well so a lot of bullets in this rabbit like yeah I'm a terrible shot think about them. <laughs> I just had a shotgun and I was really just spraying down fields <laughs> yeah, of rabbits. Yeah, got quite a few rabbits. Yeah, using a machine gun. <laughs> mm. That's interesting. I mean, that's sort of... You're looking I, for a challenge. You, you I, want, I need the challenge. Either. I want mm. the challenge. Mm. Um, something that's really going to occupy me. Something I'm going to really get in the rabbit hole of. And I think... I don't mind the idea, but I can't help want to fuse that, I, that idea of, of, old, of uh, peasant food and stuff like that underutilized... Um, food itself mm. with um, the sort of a story behind it yeah in a sense I mean this is I guess somewhat perhaps stupid but like giving them a peasant experience like just, not, like, just honestly <laughs> like not take feeding them enough the door. yeah just giving them uh, a little interesting. bit interesting I don't right. know I, I probably would go against the like the thing of being like, no, you don't get enough food. You leave here hungry. I'll, I'll probably go that against that. That is against that. everything. Back to the too, point. I'm too deep now. Yeah, you were talking about the storytelling and the experience. And I'm like, well, hey, well, like your your grandparents kind of came from peasant origins, didn't they? That's true. So, well, like, I mean, there's there's your pitch right there, isn't it? Yeah, you could do it. It's like, this this food is my story. You could do a, a migration story, story with the food, hey? Oh, it starts C- off as... Coming like, from, like, you know, sort of me where I am now. It's like, where has this come from? It's obviously got grandparents in Eastern Europe, yeah. Croatia and stuff like that. And then you've also got, I guess, Danish heritage and all that sort of yeah. stuff so as you, well. So you start off with dishes uh, unique to that area. Then you kind of have, like, a fusion element. Then you kind of have, like, people trying to recreate those dishes in a modern context. Interesting. Do you even follow... Pick a grandparent or someone and follow their journey of migration... And a dish. It's what, I mean, like, from what I understand, is like my grandpa, or Ditter, as I call him, for example, is on my mother's yeah. side, um, born in Croatia, yeah. what is now Croatia. And um, sort of in Croatia, war started, went to Italy, then from what I understand, from Italy went to Australia. Once again, no fact checking <laughs> here, but that whole <laughs> idea is like, you, know, you start with Ditter. like a real humble, like I know that. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time when like his food was quite scarce mm. right so it's sort of like what he was eating then and then moving to Italy as well and the sort of things he was eating then and how his life was changing like being a more free a freer man having more money himself more opportunities than he did in Croatia sort of gives you more of a a feast in a sense yeah and then moving to Australia as well I mean like what are the challenges there what are the new foods there and mm. What does that mean? What's available? And then it's... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's an interesting thought. Well, it'll be funny. Like, just kind of like throwing like a dinner party in his honour, essentially. And, like, <laughs> he's not there. It's like... Uh, I feel like if you do that, you've always got to invite the guy. You sort of do. And then like, we all have to get around him. And I'm like, oh, honestly, we're just kind of... <laughs> no disrespect, but I mean... If you're saying it was like, we'll invite anyone who's listening to the podcast. <laughs> it's like on one hand, it's a really, really intimate... Like you paying a deep respect to your grandpa and just like some guy... Stumbled across this on SoundCloud. And he's like, hey, you know what? It sounded like a free meal, and I was in. 
surprised people actually stumbled across it. I thought that's sort of why we went for SoundCloud, so you wouldn't stumble across it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tickets, it is what it is. Besides that, I saw you. Look, I don't mind the idea. I think, like, the, the what we literally described perhaps isn't the way to go about it. But I think that sort of is it encapsulates like the story and journey which is obviously something that I'm going for in this one taking to the next step hey the other thing as well is I was like why haven't I got I was sort of wonder when I take photos and I end up with something that I like you know I don't really do anything with it I've got like an Instagram and stuff and every now and then I post something on it yeah but I, I don't get any satisfaction from doing it because I don't know I mean sort of scroll past it you might chop it a like or something it's sort of there not in its full like you've got to crop it to fit size yeah overall it's sort of like this isn't exactly what I'm trying to put out there this isn't the product that I like that I sort of fell in love with yeah so it's almost like well at this dinner party it's like who's decided I just don't turn my house into a gallery worshipping my own <laughs> yeah, my yeah, own no, little bits and no, bobs no I get where you're coming from my brother and I have this thing where we just say like we it's kind of almost just an understood agreement like we just never compromise never like, compromise yeah because it, it's like a lot of the time when you compromise, you just end up with a solution that neither people, neither party's happy with. Mm. So like, well, you may as well have one person happy. Like the amount of times we're like, like we have compromise, like, oh, do you want this or this? And we go for something in the middle, like, no, this sucks. It's like, this isn't what I wanted. It's not what I wanted either. Like we can't mm. have a thing. It's like, at least one person may get enjoyment from it. I just reckon commit fully. It's like, again, well, that's certainly what you did in the first dinner party. Yeah, commit. Yeah, so like, you want to make your house a gallery and it's like some sort of like twisted immersive experience where people are like forced to put on hessian sacks as they enter the door <laughs> like as both as clothing as is some sort of hood to enhance <laughs> yeah. the experience yeah it's black tie dress but <laughs> that turns into hessian sack afterwards uh, do they get their clothes back or not even like i mean i think it's a peasant experience to, to lose your luggage so just sell it. incinerate it straight away <laughs> It's yeah. like, yeah, we had to... Because you should not... Because it was like, all wood-fired food and we had to burn the clothes to stay warm. You shouldn't be thinking, oh, gee, I wish I had my other, you know, my nice clothes on. You should be like, thank God he's given me a Hessian sack. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we want you to think. Be grateful for the sack yeah. that I've bestowed upon you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's lice in it. Don't care. <laughs> Have you seen Billy Elliot? No, but I was thinking about it the other day, actually. I had an idea for a, um, a little animated film, funnily enough. Oh, really? that sort of was a little bit about like Billy Elliot but it's actually about a bobcat the animal a yeah. bobcat not that I've actually seen Billy Elliot <laughs> but from, really what I under- from what I understand <laughs> from you know the- it's based on it I don't know it's a kid like the dancers doesn't fit in or something that's not what Billy Elliot's about oh really <laughs> no I was teaching you oh man. really no, that's exactly. exactly what it's about so you, 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 you pretty much got it. it what's the point of seeing the film now <laughs> actually though no I see the film okay yeah. well anyway you're talking well, about the Billy bobcat Elliot likes, the bobcat likes to dance yeah well in a sense I mean like I saw this thing on um, I think it was a David Attenborough Planet Earth Two or something. Yeah. Winter time, Bobcat sort of honestly doesn't look totally just unsure of itself. I was like, that's a real insecure animal. <laughs> yeah. Or this particular one was sort of like creeping around. Doesn't want to get its David Attenborough was following around. <laughs> yeah, yeah David, David or the Bobcat. Anyway, the Bobcat <laughs> didn't really want to get its paws in the in the snow. Didn't want to get wet. It's like, gee, you're not really set out for this environment. <laughs> and then yeah. it sort of it's like waiting for these sounds of a mouse beneath the snow and, and does this glorious dive in and um oh yeah I know that sort of footage like the one where it jumps up really high yeah beautiful because yeah, it dives onto the mouse beautiful yeah, flight it. path and yeah. just bang smashes the mouse 
and I thought, I don't know, just I just like it just made me think sort of this whole idea of Billy Elliot, like this. What about the bulkhead? It just doesn't like the bulkhead just doesn't fit in with the rest of the animals there. It's dancing, it's flamboyant, it, it, it doesn't really want to do it. It'd rather just be at home in a nice little cave or something with pay-per-view TV. <laughs> or perhaps it just it just loves to dance. It doesn't actually want to catch the mice. It just wants to dance. It's got the most beautiful jump. Of them all. <laughs> isn't this just isn't this just Happy Feet? Haven't they made this film? Is <laughs> <laughs> they film? Exactly. Yeah, so I thought that's a different animated film. Well, it stars Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman, and there's a there's a bobcat. Yeah, that likes yeah, to yeah, dance. yeah. But hear me out. Like what I'm saying is, in, instead of penguins, bobcats. <laughs> no, well, that wasn't your actual idea. What was it? Go on. That's pretty much where I got to. And honestly, I then I sort of thought it's been done before. Like Billy Elliot, this sort of vibe of, you know, something that doesn't fit in. And also like Happy Feet, this sort of, um, once again, doesn't fit in. Every, any film idea I have has been done before. No, but like, I mean, any idea, there's, there's only about five ideas in the whole world. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, One of them's eating banana skins <laughs> at dinner parties. <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? Like when yeah, exactly. when you when you read older literature or you watch older films, you kind of like it's oh, every everything's derivative. Like oh, it's there's, there's there's no like so we were saying before, there's no one who cosmically breaks from anything before. Like you watch Shawshank Redemption, like this is great, and then you watch Escape from Alcatraz, and you're like, eh, Shawshank Redemption kind of ripped this off. Or well, I think once again, we um, when I watched Interstellar for the first time, I loved it. Like, yeah, it was amazing. How you know. It was like the music, the whole experience yeah, yeah. is fantastic. Honestly, like I was weeping near the end. Like it was so good. Yep. And then a couple of weeks ago, you and I watched 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think, honestly, rip off. Yeah. It's a like, rip off well, from this. Like, uh, like, I mean, I think Interstellar, like is obviously, it's obviously aware of 2001 Space Odyssey. It, to, an, to an extent, I it's paying like homage. Making, yeah, exactly. And, and making reference to it. But like, I mean, yeah, it definitely colors your understanding and you kind of realize, oh, it's a very, very good film. It's like, you can still think that, but now, like, the idea that it was so groundbreaking is kind of... Yeah, exactly. Positive. Once again, it's still a great film and well, extremely well put together, but, uh, yeah, as you said, that whole groundbreaking nature, the pure... It, like, it's this a is myth. a perfect it's film. It's a myth, like, myth. You've created something out of nothing. Like, you, you know just came what it's like. You, you've read The Odyssey. We've read a bit of... Yeah. Like, in, in any literature course, I was like, yeah, start... Well, not any, but in some, like, yeah, start with the Greeks. And you kind of read if Sophocles or a, uh, Euripides or something, you're like, honestly... It's kind of the same. Yeah. There's, there's only, there's a, like, what's that thing? It's like, quotes, like, there's only, there's only one type of story. A stranger comes to town. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, yeah, we're trying to understand this new individual. It's like, well, that's pretty much all humanity's doing. Mm. Like, how we're like, oh, like, we're talking about what, what films are westerns? Like, oh, is this, is this film a western? And he kind of, you know, it's like, man, almost, almost most films, you can kind of make an argument. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he's a lone hero fighting, like, a tide in, like, a new place. Yeah, sure, it's a western. He's the last of a dying breed. It's a western. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. We talked about this quite a bit, actually. You and I both love Western films. And um, I don't know. To what point... I think I'm just rambling here, but like... Huh. It's, all, it's all any of us are doing? Yeah, I lost myself. You were, we were going to say, oh, what films are Western? Because yeah, the, well, films, the films that I think are Westerns, I go... Yeah, John Wick's, like, it's obviously a Western. No two ways about John it. John Wick has a Western. Honestly, all film noir, Western. John Wick, I'll come back to, but the, the one I normally go to is this one's pretty obvious. Is uh, is Rango? Yeah, it's a clear West. Directed by uh, was he? Uh, Gore Verbinski, the guy who did Pirates of the Caribbean. Don't know. Yeah. With Johnny, like, I mean, Johnny Depp here's, here's a pitch. does it all well. Johnny Depp plays a chameleon with an identity crisis. Honestly, this just sounds like a Bobcat story all over. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, yeah, he's he's a he's a guy who who doesn't know who he is, and he's. 
like he's like a nameless kind of character. He adopts a, a I guess a nom de plume, a pseudonym, uh, and like comes into this new town and like bestows order and like shakes things up a little bit. Honestly, that just, you just described John Wick. In a sense, like he has a crisis of who he is after he's left yeah. assassin. You know, actually, yeah, assassin it's behind. definitely a Western. What am I saying? It's exactly like um, yeah. it's uh, unforgiven. Ah, that's what I was unforgiven. Say. Yeah, exactly with, right. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Exactly right. It's a man who's a man who's turned his back on his past life, and it's like that can't story. It's just like drink, a, a leopard. A leopard can't change his spots. Like, yeah. hey, it's like this is a story I was reading um, recently. Um, you know the you know the fable of the scorpion and the frog. No. Yeah. So. The this is like it's a, a rising river. There's a flood, and the scorpion says to the frog, "He says, oh, please take me across the river.'" And the frog says, "No, you'll you'll just sting me." And the scorpion goes, "Well, why would I want to do that? Because then I'll drown in the river." And the frog goes, "Make a good point." So he starts taking him across to the river. Right when he gets to the deepest part, the scorpion stings the frog. <laughs> As they're both sinking, the frog says, "Why did you do that?" The scorpion's like. It's in my nature. Jeez. Uh, it's like, like, I guess that's the kind, that's kind of the point of like Unforgiven or like, so you can be like, ah, oh, John Wick was like Unforgiven, which was like Aesop's Fables, which was written like however many thousand years mm. ago. So it's like, yeah, the, it's just a different sort of packaging of the idea that people don't change. Oh, in fact. <clears throat> and that's also like Drive. Drive uses, actually uses that story about Scorpion and the Frog. And then he wears a Scorpion jacket like, fuck, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is cool. It's. I remember um, reading oh, those fa- those fairy tales, those very the OG fairy tales. The, the Grimm. Yeah, the Brother Grimm. Yes. Fairy tales, and you sort of realise that oh man, all these stories sort of come down to the same thing. It's like your status quo, like you know, in in sense, your John Wick with his with his wife and his dog, like pretty happy and shit like that. Yeah. Then it comes to a call of arms, like just going back to who you are and it's like who you really need to be. So wife dies. Um, He's like, well, I've got to avenge, you know, shit like that. Mm. I don't know. It's like, as you said, things have been done before. And you look back at these older texts, you realize it certainly has been. And it's like that, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but someone um, studied all of those fables and, and heaps of others from all these different cultures and came up with this, like, this the hero wheel or something. Yeah, Have you heard yeah. of that? It's essentially what um, who did Star Wars? Who directed George Lucas? Yeah, George Lucas says, yeah, without that hero wheel, like I wouldn't have Star Wars, like, like because he struggled. He had all these great elements for a um, for a story, but he really struggled to piece it all together and get it to be something flowing and and like a true, well, I guess, heroic story. So, what is it? Is a hero wheel a list of traits that a hero has, or a Steps. list of things a, a hero must? It's do? It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. journey. Yeah, the hero journey. That's why. Sort of thing. It's, yeah. That's why it was so good. It's why um, Lucas thinks it was so successful. Yeah. He had the journey down Because it, it nailed this archetype. Exactly. He had the perfect hero story. He pretty much like understood, well, what makes the hero story? Like yeah. the raw nature, not like trying to replicate other films, like got to the crux of like someone's already done that and then yeah. created what he thought is the perfect hero story in a realm that we haven't really seen stories told before in space. Yeah, yeah, cool. Just so something so exciting. You're like, oh, you know, you're not once you're thinking, oh, this is very much like that story or that fairy tale, especially at the time it was groundbreaking. I think. <laughs> Fact check. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get you. I get you. I think so what's interesting, actually. So, I mean, what makes it pure like the dinner party, the perfect successful dinner party? Let's make a wheel. 
Good point. I just want to say one thing. Yeah, one please. thing that I feel like we've, or me more so than you have gotten out is friendship. It's just kind of that like mentality where it's just like, you just kind of have a crack. Like how hard can it be? Yeah. And sometimes it's almost borderline disrespectful where you'd be like, <laughs> you're like at the arc alley, you're like, no, it's not that good. How hard can it be? But like, I mean, it's just a good gateway into things. Like, yeah, like sure. everything's kind of been done and it's all just been done by people who were just humans like me. So mm. why not have a crack? Definitely. I mean, I've got a lot of unfinished hobbies because of that that idea. The thing is, yes, Leonardo started Adventure, a lot of hobbies. Leonardo da Vinci is the exact same. And then he's at the end of his life, he had like a breakdown. He's like, oh, I'm a failure. I've accomplished nothing. I've just dilly-dallied in a whole bunch of things. And I'm like, if Leonardo da Vinci thinks that about himself, what sort of hope do the rest of us have? Mm-hmm. I'm destined for greatness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good attitude to have, though, sometimes. There is, I think, often a fear of like getting into something because it's like, oh, honestly, that is so complex. Yeah. But I, I think once you look at a real rudimentary level, like to be honest, I started painting like a little while ago. Yeah. Um, just for fun. And what got me into it are like when I saw, you know, great paintings, I think an Archibald winner, I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, it's so realistic and there's so much texture. And then I think, well, I mean, if a printer can literally print like a perfect photograph of someone, yeah. right, you know, it lacks a lot of the, the texture and beauty that a painting does, but like the, the fact remains that it was able to represent something, so yeah, recreate very, something like very with accurately. some very rudimentary steps of like, you know, what is this color here? Dot one, over here. Dot two. Yeah, a real sort of grid system, which, funnily enough, is exactly what you know. These painters that we say are the the best ever, like you know, your Vermeers and all your, your Dutch masters used mirrors, lenses, and grids and stuff to paint their paintings. Yeah. Like the human, we can't expect, like you look at the finished product and when you walk into a gallery and you think, man, how, how could I possibly put that onto canvas? Well, yeah. to be honest, like it's a real step-by-step process. Took them a lot of months, a lot of years sometimes to get it down pat. They took their time and they did it bit by bit, honestly, just like the printer does. Yeah. That's kind of, can I take this in a kind of different direction? Just Go something for that it. I want to say. Like I was, I was trying to like, I was playing some piano yesterday and I was like, man, this, this is taking like, because I haven't played in a fair while. Mm. I was like, this has really taken a lot of effort. And like this, the recordings I was listening to, I was like, no, nah, they just make it sound eff- effortless. Mm. I think sometimes I kind of forget like how much work they have to put in to make it look easy. Yeah. It's like, it was like when, I, when I had a maths tutor um, through the university maths that I just battled through. Um, and he was just like, it's like, it's, it's always seems like this stuff, oh, the stuff that I know how to do, it's really easy. I can't do the hard stuff. I only know how to do the easy stuff. Mm. It's like the stuff isn't that you can do isn't objectively easy. You only kind of think it's easy once you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of start learning something new and you're like, oh man, this is, this is really hard. It's like, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, but it'll, it'll be easy eventually. Definitely. I, I don't know. I just think it's a way people kind of beat down on themselves. Yeah, you like, think, oh, it's hard to get. The, the songs that I can play, oh, I can only play the easy songs. Like, what? What do you mean? They're, like, they're pretty much the same difficulty. Yeah, you give it to someone who's never played piano, piano before. Like, what's yeah. the difference between that and a you know, significantly difficult, difficult song? Mm. not much you can't play it regardless it's yeah. interesting you know, this is a, a tangent I'm going to go there anyway my sister got a driver's license oh did she? Uh, yeah yeah I think two days ago yesterday oh, congratulations yeah good on her and um, so some people might know but won't probably that when I did my test the guy in the Philippines won't know this he <laughs> probably won't yeah I, like I failed my driver's <laughs> test three times or something <laughs> I think once was I just didn't come with the right paperwork <laughs> yeah. so they they marked you off as a fail yeah they said well, I'm not going to put you in the car I haven't got the paperwork did you have to pay the money 
It's pretty expensive to fail. It's like 200 bucks to see the test. Uh, I don't remember. What's it care? Like, <laughs> don't care. I just remember thinking, goddamn bureaucracy, this is a rort. Anyway, funnily enough, I did bring the paperwork the next time. What was it? The I book. Remember. The book, book with 120 properly oh, and something. Yeah, right. So, um, anyway, then after that, um, I failed it just from, to be honest, just not having enough experience. Like, I never had a driving lesson. Like, you know, I drove with my parents and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. And, but the, the formal it's, driving. Yeah, it's quite sporadic and, you know, I, I never really actually got into a habit of driving on a regular basis. Um, so the first test, I was like just, just too nervous and quite hesitant. No, I just didn't make some good... That's no, in stark contrast to how you drive now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reckless abandon. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third time, it was fine. Like, it's sort of like, yeah, my lesson was that second test or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. So my sister sort of said, yeah, she wanted to borrow my car. Does she drive manual? No, mine's an auto. Oh, so it is. Damn it. It's kind of disappointing. Lost a bit of respect, but it's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, a tiny bit, yeah. Yes, but... You can um, drive manual, though, can't you? Oh, no. Ob- objectively, like, yeah, I can, but, like, do I ever? No. Well, what makes you think that you can? Well, you I... just back yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it with my grandpa's farm a little bit, and he's got a manual car, driven around there a bit. Like, I understand the concept. I've done it before, like... Yeah, I guess you... Once you... again, I feel like if you put me on a freeway, I'd rise to the occasion. <laughs> Such, such an third. unsafe attitude to have. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, where was I going with this? No, hang on, can I just ask, wait, yeah. because you change gears, Heath, when you're driving. I still, yeah, I've still got a, like, yeah, an automatic gearbox yeah, yeah. to save the brakes. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't want to waste the brakes. Yeah, like, fair enough. Your car's done 300k. Well, the way I put it, yeah, like, it's a pretty well-built a- engine. The no, best. no, it's 1989, 2.6 litre Mercedes engine. And, like, yeah. this particular engine, I think, notoriously is, like, quite well built let's, let's far just... less so than the the 2.4 litre version this is what I've been I've, yeah anyway let's just take this on a rant about how much you hate modern cars I hate modern cars that's funny as shit yeah but we'll keep going what no, was no, I no, saying no modern cars no bag the modern cars I hate modern cars they're over engineered over engineered like why do I need automatic windscreen wipers why do I need automatic lights like I don't want these things. I'll make the decision if I need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You consider it's, it a restriction of your freedom. Exactly. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, unne- like, how is that something that sells cars? Didn't you ask the guy to take the alarm out of your car or something? Exactly. So, my car had, um, what do you, like, a, a, an alarm and an engine immobilizer. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Yeah. I absolutely hated it because it just made the whole keys process and the locking thing just overcomplicated. <laughs> so, yeah, I got, I got it serviced and I just, I, I asked, can you please take out the alarm and he said yeah sure <laughs> anyway, so now I haven't got like a remote locking system I just have to do it you know literally push the thing down and lock the key <laughs> That's it's fine what more do you need to be honest literally yeah. nothing and what about the thing with the braking oh anyway so back to the braking I think this is because when I was learning to drive um, we had this old Land Rover and like it was a piece of shit like so bad yeah um borderline dangerous was it roadworthy I don't know but there was this bit of a gag once where dad's like ah crap we'll drive into Sorrento and the brakes were absolutely cooked on it and it's (laughs) it's like "Uh, it's alright you don't actually need brakes too much like you use them when you absolutely need them Mm. but otherwise in an automatic car you can gear down engine braking essentially just slow your car down right it's just about being aware of what's in front of you and and having the time to do it Mm. and I was like I respect that and once again I was like well dad surely can't drive all the way to Sorrento from you know, without brakes, 30Ks, whatever it is, without brakes, and yeah, he did it. Yeah, just to, just to kind of flex on you. I love a dad flex. When the dad, dad flex is the of... greatest flex. Yeah. And once again, it's it's much like Banjo Patterson poem or whatever, like, 
he's I'm sure he's been there before. I'm sure he's done, done journeys he's done like that without breaks. Yeah. He understands it. I didn't though, and I was amazed by it. Anyway, so I think it comes to that point of I don't want to spend money replacing my brakes all the time. I have faith that my engine is good enough to take engine braking like as opposed to keep wearing out brakes. Yeah, and I think you're kind of more aware when you're driving in an older car. You don't realize when you're in a modern car how much of the actual driving they're doing for you. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of, to an extent, you're almost a safer, more aware driver in an older car. I think so. You don't need to get like right up the back of people. You You know your limitations. You know that you're in a car that, in a sense, isn't here to service you. Yeah. Like you are getting into a car and you respect it (laughs) and maybe it won't fuck you. Like that's essentially it. Wait, my what, car has fucked me many times. No, what was the thing? I was, when, when I mentioned the brakes, didn't you like have your brakes taken out or some shit? Didn't you? You wanted the auto automatic braking to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a gag I went with. Like I, on my spiel of why do we have all these <laughs> automatic things? Why is suspension so stiff? Like yeah. why does it matter if my car can go on the Nurburgring in ten seconds? Or whatever? Like, it means nothing to me. You want a comfortable ride. I want a soft, want. comfortable ride. Yeah. And anyway, I think I, I just mentioned like yeah, took out the the alarm and honestly <laughs> next time we're going to take out the ABS <laughs> don't tell me if, oh, you, that's like, thing, if I want my brakes to lock up I'll let them lock up yeah fair call. should we give some context to that Banjo Patterson thing that we mentioned just before yeah I think we should oh, yeah, actually it's a, it's a poem starts with a, I think it's set in Walgett town yeah, a stranger you, comes in should I just tell the whole story you tell the story don't I mean, like, I, mean I heard it originally from you yeah, and give, it certainly stuck around with me I'll give, I'll give people enough detail I guess that they can google it and also just give them a flavour of the story give them the flavour um, so this guy comes into I'm pretty sure it's Walgett uh, again it's like the western he's, he's just he's a stranger in this new town yeah and he and he's in the pub and a guy at the pub bets him I think the poem's just called he'd been there before mm. but just google Banjo Patterson he'd been there before mm. Walgett and it'll probably come up honestly don't google it this is all you need to know <laughs> don't read the poem we've got a got a guy slovenly recounting it yeah I think you should obviously read the, I've never read it read I've just gone with the slovenly <laughs> and now you just <laughs> reference it with just Again, like you're driving, reckless abandon. <laughs> so anyway, this guy's at the pub in Walgate. He's just a new guy. And someone there bets him, like, oh, I bet you can't throw, over, throw a stone over the Murrumbidgee, I think it is, yeah. there. Um, and he's like, yeah, I reckon I can throw a stone over a river. So all the guys in the pub go down to the, to the river to watch this guy have a crack. I think yeah. Yeah, and then, and then he's like... And then the gag is he gets there and it's just like there aren't any stones on the on the entire bank of the river. It's like, it's like nothing but sand or whatever. There is not a single stone. And so they're all laughing at him like, ah, oh, you have to pay up, champ. He pulls a stone out of his pocket with a wry smile and just chucks it across. <laughs> so, and the thing is, like, he'd been there before. Yeah. He knows that this is what happens when you come into Walgut. They try to stitch you up in the pub. If you bring your own stone, you can fuck them up. Honestly, he was planning that revenge for probably 15 years. Well, yeah, exactly. Went out to find that the right call stone. to arms was 15 years ago. He got fucked over. Lost, <laughs> lost everything he owned. <laughs> trying to throw this stone over. He wasn't there. And it's like, well, I've got to go back, yeah. It's, it's a true western. It's essentially like that Seinfeld. It's a true western or it's like that Seinfeld He's achieving episode. justice. It's jerk store. <laughs> jerk store called. They're running out of you. Doesn't matter. You're their all-time bestseller. <laughs> Uh, my goodness, I thought this was only going to be a 25 minute sort of job, but yeah, again, we we're getting edge, close yeah. to the hour mark. I th- we got a bit off topic. Um, um, do, do you want to, sorry, do, do you ever finish that story with your sister getting her L's, getting her P's? No, I'll go back to it though, just briefly. Anyway, long story short, I failed the test three times or whatever it was, yep. which way, and then passed it eventually. And my sister got the first go. Yeah, she yeah, comes nice. in. Your sister's, your sister's. Can I borrow your car? She's very focused. Yeah. 
um, can I borrow your car? I want to go to Coburg and blah, blah, blah to get this. I had the biggest problem, but I was like, well, I'm going to explain it. Like, all right, it's an old car. There's a whole thing's like, you know, the indicators don't work. The windscreen's broken, stuff like this. What car did she learn to drive in? I don't know, some Toyota thing, what RSV, and, and my mum's car, which is a bit of a new Peugeot. So it's quite, it's a completely different car. This is has, old. She, has she driven your car at all before? Never. I okay. So anyway, so I'm explaining the risk, and I was like, well, yeah, there's all these things, and oh, it's actually pretty sure there is no, um, there's no fuel in it, all this sort of jazz like that. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, Michael, like, what are you worried about? Like, I'm a better driver than you. Yeah, that's, pass it yeah, first no. go. Yeah. And I was like, that's way too confident. Why too confident? So straight away, I'm like, no, nah, I don't really want to lend you the car. Yeah, but at the call. same time, I mean, the response, it's like, well, no, like, you've just like, yes, you've passed the test. I passed the test but, as know, well. Yeah. It's the same indicator. It's not like you've achieved more. It's not like you've yeah, yeah. It's not like there's a grade for the test. Yeah, like, it means I know nothing that you pass it once yeah, exactly. or four times. When you yeah, when you kind of oh, finish, you it three times yeah, when you finish like high school or uni or something, you're like you're like yeah, and then you kind of get out and you're like oh, everyone like not like but like you're competing with people who I don't know. I f- fuck where I was going. Yeah, with look, that. that was a story, and I think um, essentially so wait, did she, you let her take the car or not? I let her take it. I was like, look, you take it because she had a sweet meal. She's like, look, every time I use it, I'll fill up the tank, and I was like, you want to fill it up completely? Yeah, and that's like fifty bucks. Nah, more. You more put it, yeah, because you put in the nine. Well, yeah, <laughs> Again, I only use ninety-eight. Like once again, money, if I respect my car and respect the engine, it would give me. Oh, you're such a fucking snob. It's, it's all nothing to do with being a snob. Look in the manual, and it will say ninety-eight. These are the miles you get. Ninety-five. These are the miles. I, I, there is nothing there for ninety-one. Ninety-one is like if you use this, your car will not work. <laughs> I know a guy who worked at Seven Eleven, and he said like the two pipes just go down to the same. Bag. No way. <laughs> no, he, didn't oh, say, he didn't say that, but I mean. Uh, um, anyway, long story short, good deal because I knew my car was in the reserve tank. <laughs> I never put it past halfway because I'm like, what's the point of filling it past more than half? Just uh, more weight to carry. <laughs> more weight I don't need in the car. So then it burns more fuel. It burns more fuel. So anyway, so she asked, is there much is you know, much in the tank? Am I right? I'm like, yeah, probably fine. Anyway, so she filled it up to full happy days. That's nice. Man. So I just like the risk of her crashing my car and me having no more freedom was well mm. worth the the reward of a full tank of ninety eight. See, I don't I don't really let people drive my car. I think partially it's because I've a th- it's a thing that I've seen on a like movies and stuff. Like men don't let other people drive their car because like oh bloody, you can't drive it right. Like, <laughs> I'm just worried. Yet. Like honestly, my car is a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, well... Like it is a difficult car. Also, the indicator doesn't even work. Like, it's held up by a hair tie. It always naturally wants to be turning right, my car. Uh. The indicator doesn't hold itself up. So I've got a hair tie attached to the cruise control, which now no longer works as well. Oh, okay. And then I just push it up and down against the hair tie if I need to go going. <laughs> so it's like, it's just another thing. Like, if it's your first yeah, drive yeah. on your own... There's little quirks to it. Do you want to be thinking about the indicator problem? Like, for me, it's yeah. autopilot. Honestly, it's a hassle not having that indicator. Having a function, we say, oh, I'll pay to fix the indicator. No, I don't want it fixed. I like it. I like yeah. the way it is. I'm a bit stubborn. You get attached to something. I get, I'm attached to the car. In the same way, like, I remember being, you know, like, having, you know, the, like, my first iPhone was, like, an iPhone 3GS or whatever it was. Yeah. And I shattered to bits. Absolute piece of crap. Like, you get glass in your, in your face and stuff when you're calling <laughs> people. Honestly, I really didn't want to let it go. I liked it. I loved the character. Yeah. And I love, like, people, like... 
you look at it and you're like, yeah, look at me, just fighting the, my phone's just fighting the good fight. <laughs> I appreciate that. There is no need to, to upgrade. Yeah, well, I think the other thing is when you upgrade something, it has to be better by such a large margin, yeah. you know, to make up for like the, the hassle of having to learn something exactly. new. Unless I'm getting lacerations from the product, yeah. well, like, it's not worth the upgrade. If, if the improvement's marginal, I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? Like here, I was noticing something on my iPhone now, like I had the 5 for four years. It was, it was a heroic battle. And now when I go into like the stopwatch function or I go into the, the world clock, I used to be able to click on Melbourne and see exactly like how many seconds it is. Like it says 1240 and then you can click on it and it goes to analog and you see the little second hand moving around. Mm. So I'm like, that's only 15 seconds to 1241. Don't ask me I why I time. wanted that. Yeah. But now when I click on it, it's not there. And I'm like, well, why was that a feature that to was honest, taken out? They probably needed the space for something stupid like, oh, what do they like got Got a fingerprint ID. Fingerprint yeah, ID, yeah. which I... They do facial ID, I'm pretty sure, on some of them too. Yeah, the new ones, yeah. <sighs> Fuck that. Yeah, why would I want that? So once again, why do I want this? this and, is another and gimmick. Thing, I've explained this before. So once they brought in fingerprint ID, they changed it from a four-number a four number passcode to a six-number passcode. I'm still punching out fours. I'm, look, I'm... Well, like, I see someone with a six-finger passcode and I'm like, you're obviously insecure and you have something to hide. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm you've saying. talked about it before, like, it's my duty to microwave your phone yeah, yeah, when you yeah. die. Well, because they forced me into the fingerprinting. They coerced me. They twisted my arm. They literally twisted your arm and put your finger down and said, yeah, this is yeah. it. Well, it's, it's like kind of what we're saying with like the discarded cuts before. Like, oh, these things aren't as good. It's like people just think that because that's what's available at the supermarket. And they think, oh, if the supermarket stops selling this, it must be because people didn't want it or because it wasn't good. It's like, no, the super, supermarket just stopped selling it because it was too hard for them. They just wanted to make it. They just wanted, they, they wanted you to buy this. Don't you understand? Yeah. They're pulling the strings on you. <laughs> I don't really know where to go with this but like do you know what I mean or not look I sort of agree I mean how many people were like oh thank god this bloody fingerprint's coming on because you know people keep cracking my fucking code <laughs> four numbers like that just keep nailing it first go honestly just why do we need this level of security who asked for it yeah it's like oh fingerprint standard didn't pop didn't stop people hacking into the cloud you know what I mean like it's irrelevant exactly like, right the fact is my data's out there like, there's no passcodes on that I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's some security on it. But like, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. What can you is, really do? I mean, like, yeah, I guess you can get to that. But honestly, my phone's in my pocket. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, you can my phone. Uh, you can't be fucked. Exactly. That's the thing. I think you sort of look at the phone, you're like, can't be fucked. Especially, like, the best defense for a phone, crack screen. All this sort of, like, a real shamble of a phone. Like, honestly, it's not worth my time to have a look what's in here just a pain mm, to navigate yeah, this thing yeah. or the other great thing was you know if you ever had your home button broken I can see you've got the accessibility yeah. thing there yeah yeah the little so you just once again I see that I can't be fucked going into your phone mucking about it's just a hassle <laughs> it's a hassle almost in fact why do you need a passcode put that there that's a decoy as soon as I see that accessibility thing I'm out I'm not touching yeah it's like, it's like that gag we oh, had I'm really sick can you call an ambulance yeah oh fuck man accessibility code really not worth it yeah yeah um, should we get back to should we make some more headway on the dinner party or are you happy with how, what we've done there uh, honestly where are we to the dinner party I think just about nowhere I th- um, we've, we've sort of established that I think the way we're going to invite people is definitely going to be 100% letter 100% physical form of sorts um, I'd even almost argue again using Australia Post too much of a modern <laughs> enterprise <laughs> deliver the message yourself deliver it on horseback <laughs> I mean that's an ex- like an extreme but I think yeah delivering it yourself Drop in for a cup of tea, give him the Deliver thing. it on foot. Let's see if we can get everyone on foot. Gee, I like that only, only use bike or foot. Bike in the Philippines are going to be hard to get to on foot. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. <laughs> I, mean, I was impressed, a bit shocked. 
Um, okay, so we're going to do that. As far as how we're going to structure the evening, I'm not sure, but I think... Uh, it, it just I have no idea what direction to go on to mm. regarding... Venues obviously got to be here. What do you think? Well, that's the yeah. thing. We also talked about kitchen. in the past Red doing a, like, a dinner party in a park. Mm, yeah, yeah. It I mean, would you keep be, coming back to this idea. I do come back to it as well. It's like, I do like the idea is like even just having like a a GPS location or something of the park or like thirty paces from this road north, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just being in like a nice open space like that, sort of thing. You sort of have to wait till till summer. Mm. Um, but I think that could be good. And then you know, the trick is how do you get the food there warm? And so well, you work around that. I just feel I feel like it's kind of a time restriction because like I mean I don't think you can leave your table like set up in a public area for that long <laughs> says who no, honestly someone, someone's going to come along what is this what do you do clean the table yeah, for me like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's ridiculous you know, it's like when someone comes along it's like uh, you know it's just a, it's just a hassle I just can't yeah I don't know, you just find a place where you reckon you wouldn't get hassled yeah, yeah. That being said, at the same time as well as, I mean, it gets to a point where you're sort of outside for a while and you can't be bothered. It's nice being able to... I mean, that's sort of after a dinner party, we certainly had it where you're just sort of mingling inside. I like the change of location. You just like you just kick back and at your own pace. Like, that's the formal weird. dinner party is now over. Yeah. We're into... It's the after dinner. It's the after dinner party. Yeah. And that's essential. The real thinkers stick around. The people that really want to be there will have nowhere else to go. <laughs> I like that. The lost souls. And that, I think that's a great thing about... I think last time I did a gin and tonic... Um, jelly. Jelly. Nice. And that's that nice. was... I think... I don't know. I was a bit surprised. I think I got how, quite, how well it was received by how the How well crowd. it was received and I think how effective it was in sort of changing the mood. Like everyone's having gin and tonic jelly which is alcoholic and stuff and even if you mm. weren't drinking much like it just sort of brought it down to a bit of a more mellow mood you became a bit tired after it I remember yeah because it was actually it was one of those it was actually quite strong it was, it was probably strong, the yeah. most effective way to get drunk probably yeah if, if you're a jelly. kid listening and you're, you're <laughs> under the age of 18 and you struggle to just smash down alcohol because you don't <laughs> like the taste put it in a jelly form and you're just you'll take it's the humble jelly shot just taking to another level really yeah, actually just the more socially really... no one's like oh man jelly shots no because I put it on a plate and there was nice yeah, little yeah. berries in there is it mint is there as well no. mint yeah I think it's the other thing actually what like, sort of berries did you use oh, I think it was just raspberries and blueberries yeah interesting yeah we talked also about a foam was that you and I yeah, or someone yeah, we, else? No, we did. We're talking about a foam. That's something we have to do. Oh, and that's the other technology I want to use. What's that? Uh, that's that water bath. What do they call it? Oh, the sous vide. Sous vide. That's what we need. Mm. I've been thinking about buying one for a while. You can get something you attach to your pot. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Those are actually quite good. Yeah, it's like just literally you've got the heating element. Yeah. It looks like a carrot. I, I imagine a carrot that clips onto your thing, but the carrot actually goes it's really hot, hot and it just oh, wait. heats it up. That's uh, a horrible way to describe it. Oh, isn't isn't the thing? Oh, there's like a there's like a whatever. There's there's something that heats the water. There's like something there's something that circulates the water, and there's something that reads the temperature. And it really just like you said, it just clips into a pot. Exactly. Yeah. It's a much better way to describe. It. It's nothing like a carrot. Not at all. You could slowly so boil the, carrots with it. It's but. the opposite of a carrot. Yeah, almost <laughs> is. It's an inverse carrot. It's, an inverse <laughs> <laughs> it's everything in the entire universe except a carrot. <laughs> Exactly. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, we know it's not a carrot, but I think using that would be good. 
Well, that's a, that's a very serious departure from peasant food. Yeah, and it's pretty hard not to move past all I do. If like, now I'm just thinking one massive slab of meat, like just something grand. Yeah, that's, on, hey, like, that was my other real idea. theatrical. Beast. Like, like the theme is theatrical. We serve like, up like a tomahawk steak, and then you sit it like even like you put it in the middle of the table, and it is just huge. Yeah, I want to, like that. I think yeah, you I, love theatrics. Yeah, you would love exactly. like I want a to be a theatrical experience. Would. Without a doubt, it has to have theatrics to it. That's the one thing I, I love about Hess. Yeah, and he did one about yeah. beasts, and it's like, yeah, I think I want to create, a, I want, I want a like ridiculous piece of meat. You should watch the food safari episode that was on last night because it it kind of crosses yeah. like as well as like it was a theme within a theme. It was the water theme, so it's like we're using seafood, and this one in particular was what do they call like scale to? They called it like head to scale. It should have been scale to tail. That sounds better. It sounds much better. But it's like, maybe it's we'll like, take that one. Huh? Yeah, well, because it's like you know how in. Uh, you know, in, in eating in general, like, yeah, no satayal eating, now it's big. It's like, yeah, we don't waste anything. Mm. That's what it was last night, but for fish. So there was this guy in Sydney, he's like a fish butcher. Mm. He uses everything in the fish. He blends up the eyes to make, like, a, a paste. He, like, uses the, he's, like, cures the scales and, like, grates them over and uses them as a sprinkling. He serves up, like, fish livers, fish, he's, like, smokes fish hearts. He uses everything. Mm. Again, that's that's kind of that. a fun little idea. It's, it's because it's it ticks all those bo- boxes. It's theatrical. It also kind of has a point without being moralising. It's about yeah, like we can use all of this, uh, and I guess it kind of to an extent it's like it has that peasant food reimagined look. It's like mm. yeah, we've got to eat fish eyes. Cause it's- I do, yeah. It's just I'm not sure. That also got me thinking about um, people being involved in the evening as well. Like yeah. yes, we are providing yeah. a theatrical element to it but at the yeah. same time we want you to be a part of it like that's yeah. the thing I like sort of about like I don't know I've never actually been but like to Korean barbecues yeah you've got your own hot plate like you can actually cook yeah I did like the yes. idea of having people to do something it's like whether it yeah. be like this foam that gets passed around you can like squirt your own yeah. foam or I don't know or I honestly thought about imagine if you had um this idea from another friend um of mine Tom Trotman. Yeah. We had this idea about... Just named his whole name there. Well, I just got it because I'm like... It in the, fix it in the... It's a good idea yeah. and just for like out of respect to the idea, it wasn't just me. Yeah, um, well, let's hope he just doesn't get, you know, get assassinated by some psycho. Yeah, it's just more so if like, let's say this idea works well and I, I make yeah, a great yeah, deal yeah. of money yeah. from it. So I did go to the show. It's okay. Um, yeah. But it's a cookbook that we only use a sandwich press. Like what amazing things can you do with a sandwich press? Yeah, that's every good idea. office office like has it. You know, every workplace yeah. sort of has one. Mm. You know, even at school you had one as well. It was like the glorious thing. Like, yeah, this shitty lunch could be made better just by toasting it. That's yeah, all, I agree. That's all it needed. I agree. The amount of times like, okay, I got a sandwich at work. Okay, yeah, it's all right. Like so, getting the sandwich press. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And anyway, so at work we used to work together, and um, I think we tried to make dinner once, like a chicken parmesan, like with a sandwich. Oh, with the sandwich press, press. worked ah. fine. People were a bit worried about us just churning out chicken meals on the thing, you know, salmonella is a risk, but no, they're essentially just cowards. Yeah, we're yeah. fine. But yeah. yeah, I like that idea. And I had an idea for a dinner party with a sandwich press. <laughs> that would be so good. Every head. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you just sort of pull it along, you cook it. Back to what you were saying before about getting people involved. I think that's a, like, because it's like, a, it's food at its most fun. Like, yeah. because we, we're kind of like, uh, like embracing that, like, 
interplay of being really serious and being really fun yeah do you know what I mean even though before we were kind of like lamenting irony and be like oh, people can't enjoy anything genuinely because they don't want to be seen to be like a nerd mm. but like there is an element of fun when like yeah it's a dinner party and I'm 22 and you have to show up in a suit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know, it's, like it's, it's quirky yeah yeah so I, I think there's there's kind know. of that when people are cooking it's like oh it's really expensive ingredients but hey it's still fun and I think I th- I've said it before like when you had your pizza nights and it, it, it gave like guys who were a little bit more awkward like myself it's like yeah you can just knead the dough people like being useful it's mm. a good feeling being a part of it yeah that's a good thing about pizza actually yeah well what do you think I mean it's been around 10 minutes yeah I'm just still thinking about the dinner party I like the idea so it's something it's got to be theatrical people got to be involved yeah that's gonna be grand I, don't, I, don't, I do I do like the idea of taking people out of their comfort zone like that's a way to be involved as well you can exactly. be like oh I ate an eye and I didn't think I would do that when I came here tonight mm. and you know what I did the other thing I actually thought of well I didn't think of I was flip, flipping through the Epicure uh, liquid food on the age or whatever yeah uh, and there was like a big thing about uh, Kylie Kwong and like hot pot cooking have you ever been out for hot pot not specifically yeah I never have but I'm like I kind of like the idea you just got a big rolling sort of broth and you put whatever you want in it and then you take it out and eat it and like the broth gets better and you get what you want I like that maybe you do something like that that's but I don't really have any hot pot experience so I don't know if that would work but something something like that something that has those elements where it's like communal people are involved yeah I mean like the hot plate's a classic one like a barbecue you put your own thing on the barbecue yeah so it's like that gives them like we're doing something the other thing as well is it's tricky because at the same time we want to let them have the best tasting experience and that's probably best achieved by me just in the rabbit hole finding the best way practicing the best way to yeah. cook a meal Yeah, and it sort of defeats the purpose if like they're just going to cook it and make the same mistakes I did in my first go they're going to butcher it. Yeah, you kind of guide them a little bit, though. And it's like, you're not going to... Oh, okay, I see what you mean. It's like, if like you can in, find a way to really easily create something nice... Yeah. And then you involve them in that process... Yeah. That's almost uplifting, like, wow, I did this. I was so yeah, busy. exactly. Well, a bit, like, a bit like when you go out for Korean barbecue. The meat that comes out, or like in my, in my case, it's already been marinated and it's already been chopped up perfectly. Mm. So you just put it on the hot plate and you just kind of push it around a little bit. And if you leave it for too long, like the guys are walking past and keeping a little eye on it mm. and they might turn it for you. Mm. And if, like, you want to take it off earlier, then you can. So it's like, they've kind of, you, at the end of it, you're like, oh, look, I cooked this. You're like, well, you didn't marinate, you didn't chop it. And the guy was keeping a watchful eye on you, but, like, I don't know. I'm actually getting pretty hungry. I'll skip breakfast again. Mm. Should we wrap this up? I think we should. I'll leave it on, um, maybe that's a good thing. We'll, we'll wrap it up. But I do like the idea now of having something that seems extremely complex and making people believe that it's, like the, them that's done it they leave with a sense of achievement yeah but also like having something where you look at it the first time and you think wow that is incredible how are we going to do that like how are we possibly yeah. going to make a this bit, a bit like your philosophy towards a painting it's okay exactly you just take thing. it one dot at a time one baby. dot at a time yeah. try find a really rudimentary way to create something extremely complex yeah, that's yeah. easy to do quick and yeah that's it well we'll, we'll leave it there um, let's just gag about how last time we were like yeah we'll just go out for lunch and then we'll come back and do part two this is actually two days later so. this is two days later it was a big lunch <laughs> we actually came home and we were just we were just so sleepy we were just like oh that was that's too flaky it was way too big it was big and we got large <laughs> chips and hey have you still got those chips no we ate them though oh did you put them in the oven again yeah, yeah they're, they're alright they're, they're, they're fine yeah 
All right, we'll uh, leave it there. Thanks for listening, if you are listening. And once again to our Filipino... <laughs> Filipino pal. Filipino Big pal. Big shout out there. And I hope Big we shout out. Uh, Big shout out. Alienated you forever with... Leave a comment as well. We want to hear from you. <laughs> like, I want comment, to know. and subscribe. Yeah, I don't exactly. really know how SoundCloud works. I hit the heart button, but I... Good stuff. I, like, I couldn't see who else had hearted it. I want to see... Oh, I sort of don't want to know. Yeah, keep it in mind. These analytics, like, apart from knowing the, the obscure places from where people are listening, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I don't really want to know how many people listen. I just want to know weird places. Do we do a sign off? Because last time you kind of, you almost hung up, like, it was a phone call. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah, catch you yeah. later. And I like that. I don't know. Do I mean, you want to do a sign off? Yeah, you've been thinking about one? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying you just, I think you're in charge of the sign off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I might, um, well, I did toy with the idea of playing a tune to, to end things, but I'm not particularly organized for it now, so yeah, I'll well, do it. Tune to come. Yeah, maybe a song will be played in the future. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves. Not really. You reckon? I said maybe. Once again, it's a maybe button. Is it any pressure of me going to this event? No. Anyway, look, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, uh, yeah, hear from us soon, hopefully. Yeah, no dramas. Yeah, See you later. Bye.